Hello and welcome to According to John. Today, the question we're going to answer is, what are the names of Satan? All of our podcasts, I think, are very relative, but this one is at the top. This is something in all of our faces every day. Every day, almost every moment of every day. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to go through the names of Satan. Uh, What's interesting is we sat down to do this podcast and my board was wiped out. Yeah, and he, he's shocked. Oh, no, everything's falling apart. I said, well, look at our topic. Right? Yeah. My, my, literally, my soundboard, for whatever reason, was cleared out. And so I had, we had to stop, reload the whole soundboard, get everything back up and running the way it's supposed to be running. And that's not never on, happened. Not only is Satan the prince of power there, I think he runs the world of electronics sometimes. <laughs> he is like the rat in the wall, man, yeah. when it comes to electronics. <laughs> but with the Holy Spirit help, we Johnny fixed it. We're ready to roll. We're ready to get back at it. Hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we will get started. Brother, if you'll open us, please. Father in heaven, we bow our hearts to you. We pray that uh, the teaching of your word about our enemy will edify, strengthen, and uh, help our audience to be a little wiser, a little more cautious, and walk in a little more in victory. Uh, cleanse us from our, our sin. Fill us with your spirit. May we be a blessing. Help us, we pray. Protect us from the enemy who you have defeated in, in your resurrection, whom you will bind in a bottomless pit and one day cast him into a lake of fire where he belongs. Help us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm looking for the day. You know, I'm just going to ask uh, Michael the archangel to hold him down while I kick him a few times <laughs> before we cast him, before we cast him away into the, to the told, lake of fire. <laughs> I've told people I like to be the one who just kind of pushes him over the edge in the, in the bottomless pit, you know, but, uh, uh, just, dude, I'm telling you, I, I hate Satan. Yeah. It, it's so real. You know, I like to begin any teaching of Satan uh, about Satan is we're not going to go anywhere but the Bible to find information about him. Right. He would like us to think he's a, a deceiver. He would like us to think way more of himself than than who he really is. He wants us to think that he's omnipotent, like right. God is omnipotent, but he's not. He's not. He's not omniscient. Right. He's not omnipresent. Right. He's not immutable. Uh, and so we go outside of scripture to learn about him. You're, you're messing with the occult now, right? So we don't go there. We go to the word of God. You know, if you're in the military, they physically get you fit. Mm -hmm. They teach you about your weapon and then they teach you about your enemy. Exactly. And God does exactly the same thing because of the spiritual warfare that we're in. He wants us to know about the enemy. We're not ignorant. The Bible says of his devices and because of that, we're we're not so much prone to to be taken out by our enemy. So I'll well, shut up for a minute. You, you're all set. Ready and to go. and that is to, to continue on with your point just for a second. Uh, when the government hires uh, people to detect counterfeit money, mm-hmm. they they don't these people don't learn all the counterfeit money in the world. What they learn is the real deal focus on the real deal and it'll be so evident when they see counterfeit yeah because if anything doesn't line up with the real deal it's counterfeit 
That's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at the real deal, the Word of God, and who then Satan really is yep. not who he wants us to think that right. he is. And then anything doesn't line up with the Word of God is counterfeit, yep. like Satan. It's the deceiver. It's the deceiver. Hey, so what are the names of Satan? First off, we have to understand that Satan is a spiritual being who led a heavenly and earthly revolt against God. That was the big thing. And then he was uh, he was cast down to the earth. We find that in Luke 10, 18. And he said to them, uh, and, this, and by the way, this is Jesus speaking in Luke. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. It's where it all started, right? The first battle was in heaven. Oh, my goodness. It was, uh, and it was a one-sided battle. Yeah. It was a battle of wit. Jesus didn't break a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, no, what do I do now? He was in command of the situation. <laughs> That's important to hold on to. Yeah, and, and the fact that, listen, Satan was cast down like lightning. And if you think about lightning, man, it just it goes to the ground with force. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a, yeah. a then there's a crack, a flash, and uh, and don't be nearby. Right, you know this is foundational to our whole faith and in, in victory in in our walk in life. Yeah. You know, I remember asking as as a new newbie, kind of just entering into the spirit world, the spirit battle. Who is Satan, and who who created Satan? Well, well, God did, but God didn't really create Satan. He created an angel. And, that does, uh, that had free will. That's there you go. That like we did, Johnny. You're jumping ahead of me now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you read the Bible or something? Uh, well, I, I try. That's huge, though. <laughs> yeah, free yeah. will. Because if you don't have free will, you can't worship. Right. And the Father seeketh such, whether it's angels or men, He mm-hmm. seeketh such mm-hmm. to worship Him. But what's interesting is once once Satan was cast down, all angels lost their free will. Mm-hmm. They're bound now by him. Yeah. They're locked in. Mind you, I said angels, mm-hmm. not demons. Mm-hmm. They lost their free will. God's like, okay, once this is done, uh, decide decide this day whom you will serve. <laughs> and they, they and one third made the wrong choice. Yep. Thank God, two thirds made the right choice. Yep. But this is huge. This was. When I got this locked in, man, I'll tell you, it just, everything started to really fit together for me in my whole theological foundation, my biblical worldview. God didn't create the devil. He created an angel with volition, right. a choice. Right. To be just able like to we worship. have. God is love. Yeah. And God he wants, wants us to love him. And he wanted them to love him, to right. worship him, to adore him. And he would adore them, right. his creation, and it would just be you know, living happily ever after for eternity, you know, only for eternity. But that's so cool. But yet without freedom of will right. and choice, there can be no worship. Absolutely. And they cho- he chose and he led one third of his angels to choose to rebel against God. So when people say, where did Satan come from? Well, God created him, but he didn't create him as Satan. He created him as an angel with volition. Mm-hmm. He chose and he became right. what we would know as Satan right. because of his fall. And his his lust for power. Well, well, and that control. brings us that brings us to his name, Satan, which means adversary, mm-hmm. God's adversary. He is God's adversary, and and for the Christian, he's our adversary. Yeah, anything God loves, he hates. He hates. And God <laughs> loves us, so Satan right. hates us. And that's the thing with Satan's basic nature, if you will. Uh, he is the enemy of God. He is the enemy of all that God does. 
and he is the enemy of all that God loves. Our adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Yeah, and the devil, he's also called the devil as in the New Testament. And the word devil means, and, and this is so, this is what you were talking about earlier. The word devil literally means false accuser or slanderer. Boy, does he not try to slander us and and falsely accuse us and want to make us feel guilty? We're and, deplorables, uh, unredeemables, the xenophobes, the homophobes, anything bad, that's who we are, yeah. according to the devil. And, oh, and by the way, you don't deserve anything. Look at what you've done in your past. Look at, I mean, and, and what's crazy is you and I were actually talking about our past a little bit this morning and what, what God has saved us out of. And one of the things I was thinking that I found very interesting is at a young age, both of us at a young age, he immediately started taking advantage of warping our minds, uh, warping our direction, warping our morality, if you will, or, or not, not so much warping it as dictating it. Yeah. I think that's a better word. Control. He's a control freak. He's well, because if he can control us, we follow him. We don't follow God. I just think of so many evil people that came through my life as a child and the things that I saw as a child that uh, can really wreck people. And it certainly had taken a grip on us mm -hmm. and was controlling us, but grace is greater than all of our sin. And God reaches down to the darkness. Oh, my goodness. He sends good people. Right. To knock, uh, to, to, to share with us the light. Jesus is the light of the world. Satan is a, a light giver, uh, but it's a, it's a well, fight. and he'll come as a false light, which yeah, we're going to, we're yeah. going to find out about huge, that. Huge point. Yeah. When we talk about that, he's an accuser and a slanderer. One of the biggest examples we have in scripture is Job chapter one and two. Now I'm not going to go in there and read Job chapter one and two, because it's a, lo a lengthy chapter, but God says, hey, have you considered my servant Job, who's an upright man who fears God and shuns evil? And Satan immediately says, was he want for? You take care of him. You've given him everything. I mean, like. He doesn't really love you. He loves all the good things you've given him. You take those things away. He'll curse you like any other man. Right? He immediately. Now, and that's the he only is. thing. He's the accuser. Well, and here's what you find. Well, what I find interesting about Job, when God says, hey, have you considered my servant Job? Satan never said, who's Job? <laughs> wow. Yeah, he knew. He immediately responded uh, with who Job was, what Job's lifestyle was, and how God treated Job. There was no, well, let me look in my books and see who Job is. I don't remember that name. No, 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 no. He knew who Job was. He knew exactly who Job was. He knew a lot was. of details about Job as well, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. Yeah. So uh, don't think for a minute that he doesn't know who you or I are. Mm -hmm. I think. The Bible says, or would it be Job who you and I is? <laughs> <laughs> who we be? I, I'm uh, going to go with R, who you and I are. I think that's the he's proper. Aware. And the Bible says that Job was one of the greatest men in in the in the East. He was, at that time, yeah, he's a man who hated evil and loved truth. He loved God, and when we are lovers of truth, and when we are lovers of God then we become a significant threat to his uh, yeah. agenda. Well, and that was the thing. I, I will read this passage in Job chapter 1, starting in verse 8. It says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you can?" First off, I find it interesting how God throws Job under the bus. 
God initiates this. That's kind of scary almost. Right. But but we also learn in verse uh, chapters 37, 38, 39 to the end, thir- from 37 to the end or 38 to the end, why God did that. God's going to teach Job. Uh, God's going to teach Job and strengthen Job in the areas that he's weak. And he's going to use this to do that. And so we understand that it's to, it's to Job's benefit uh, ultimately. But it says, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job that there's none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Verse nine says, so Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch your hand out and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Satan didn't literally didn't take a moment. He immediately began to attack. Began to attack. Yeah. I know him. I know who he is. I know what he's about. I also know what you've done for him. I know Job. I find that I just find it so interesting that God was bragging on Job, uh, and uh, Satan was ready to try to take him out. But uh, and 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 Job was innocent. We could do a whole podcast on on this guy, man. We probably will one day. Yeah, because that's actually a really cool topic. And what I find interesting is through everything, God says, Satan, even though you have attacked Job and he's innocent, yet he has kept his integrity. That means Satan can't get victory over us except for we give him the victory. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Satan's a scumbag, and we're going to find out as we go. And, uh, yeah, he's just he's just a spiritual scumbag. Uh, but at any rate, so as we look at this, in Matthew 12, 24, the, Jew, the Jews refer to Satan as Beelzebub, or Beelzebul, sorry, Beelzebul, which is an epithet derived from Baal-zebub, which means Lord of the Fly. And flies are just nasty, pesky, dirty, dirty. <laughs> transmit disease, annoying, diseased things that you want to kill. And, and, I, and just like we have a fly swatter to get rid of the fly, uh, we have a spiritual fly swatter, if you will, being Jesus, that we can get rid of Satan if we're willing to, because sometimes we're not always willing to get rid of what Satan has to offer. I think having a, a keen biblical awareness of who he is and what his agenda is, which is all laid out in scripture. Then when we see things unfolding in life, like for instance, for all of sin comes through the glory of God. And even as in Christ, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So we have these besetting sins that, that hit us every day and we walk with the Lord and we confess it to the Lord. First right. John, if we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive our sins. Cleanse what us of fallen righteousness. What a promise. So I see people and I, this is one of the common things I deal with my flock in, in church. People say, pastor, I've sinned and I still feel so guilty. I feel so guilty all the time. I say, well, that just shows that Jesus loves you. What are you talking about? Satan hates you. He's the accuser of the brethren. If I come to the Lord and ask him to forgive me, what does God do? Forgives us. He forgives us. It's a done deal. But it doesn't feel like it's done. Well, who's giving you that feeling? <laughs> Where are you getting that, that self-condemnation thing coming from? By the way, it's the devil. Do not trust your feelings. Our feelings were given to be our servant, not our master. And we allow them to be our master if we're not careful. And I hear people say, well, I don't feel forgiven. Well, it doesn't matter what you feel. God says you're forgiven. Just believe God and deny your feeling. 
Yeah. And then it's like, well, I feel a whole lot better now. Yeah, because you're listening to God. Stop listening to your foolish. Uh, it could be our own uh, foolish heart, or it could be Satan, the accuser of the brethren. You know, we, we, we take God's word. We obey God's word. We confess with a sincere heart, Lord, forgive me. We repent. We turn to him, and we're forgiven. Period, exclamation mark, forgiven. And we still feel like a piece of dirt. That's the enemy lying to us. He's the accuser of the brethren. It's what he did to Job. It's what he does to you and I. And if we line up biblically and we know he's a big fat liar and we don't obey our emotions, we obey the word of God and then we get to victory. When we're talking about uh, be- Beelzebub, <laughs> I, get that I just right. say Beelzebub and don't yeah. forget, just say it with authority. Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows the difference, right? <laughs> That's, yeah, when you're reading big words that you don't know in the Bible, especially names, just read them like you know them. Nobody's going to know. All right. He's a false god of the Philistines in Ekron, and God points this out to them. It says in Second Kings 1.6, So they said to him, A man came up to meet us and said to us, Go, return to the king who sent you, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? And what it's interesting when you read this, the God of Israel is capitalized. The God of Ekron is not. Amen. <laughs> right? And it says, therefore, because you're looking for a false God, Satan, because that, that's literally what this that's is. That's huge. The false gods are all Satan. Absolutely. Or the fallen angels, demons. And oh, they're all satanic influence. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. They're all false gods or yep. false uh, God, un, satanic influencers. Mm-hmm. And God says, even back then in second Kings verse six, it says, therefore, because you're seeking a false God and not the real God, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. Listen, anything attached to Satan is death. Yep, he's a murderer from the beginning. Yep, and if you don't know Jesus, you are of your father the devil who is a murderer from the beginning, and you want to do likewise according to Jesus. According to Jesus, it seems that the two most important things that he wants us to know about our enemy is, number one, he's the father of all lies, lies. and he Mm -hmm. is a murderer from the The beginning. beginning. He wants to deceive people and to destroy people. That's his whole agenda. That should be a major wake-up mm-hmm. call for all of right, us right. to really take this this Bible teaching yeah. very seriously yeah. and it's kind of, you know, taking unto us the whole armor of God mm-hmm. that we, we may be able to stand against right. the wiles, the craftiness, the deceitfulness of Satan. Yeah. And if we just take it nonchalantly, which he wants us to just, ah, don't worry about that, that's nothing. Jesus says all you need to worry about. No, Jesus tells us to be concerned about our enemy, to be aware of who he is, how he works, so we can be ready and walk in victory against him. And here's the other thing. Satan is no respecter of persons. Amen. If you think you're above the attack, you better hold on. And if you're not being attacked, are you living for Jesus? I mean, because Satan, listen, Satan knows about us, and he's a false god that, is going to do whatever he can to keep you from the real God. And these are some of his other titles that prove that. He is the tempter 
in First Thessalonians 3, 5, it says, For this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter had tempted you, and our labor might be in vain. He is the tempter. Listen, and, and even Paul says, uh, For this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith. I wanted to know what was going on, uh, lest by some means Satan got in there and tempted you and took you away. Please do not think that just because you know Jesus, that you are safe from the works of the tempter, because he will do whatever it takes to draw you into a situation that compromises your relationship with Christ. Not that you would lose your salvation because you can't, but you can sure enough fracture your relationship and hurt your walk. It was to Christians that I think it was Peter wrote to, uh, Satan as a roaring lion mm-hmm. walking about seeking whom he may devour. He yeah. wants to devour our testimony. He wants to devour our strength. You know, by the time a lion roars, it's too late. It's too late. He doesn't roar right. on the prowl. Yeah. And that's first Peter five, eight. You know, when he takes you down, he's already got you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, he's there. Uh, so he's, he's not only the tempter, but he is the wicked one. Matthew thirteen nineteen. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one, Satan, comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. It is the wicked one's going to come and do all he can to stop you from following Christ. Uh, if we look at Matthew thirteen thirty eight, it says, The field is the world, the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one yeah interesting using the agricultural illustration which is very close to my heart right um the seed is the word of god mm-hmm. and satan doesn't want the seed to be in our hearts so he takes it away he he twists it he 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 plants false seed the tares among the wheat he's active and so that's the reason we do these podcasts yeah. uh. so that god's people who seek him can have a biblical foundation on the battles that you and I face every day. When we talk about the podcast, which I'm going to tell you, I looked up the, uh, the stats on it the other day. I don't look at it every day because, uh, it, sometimes it just moves so slow that it can be depressing. And then other times it's like, Oh my goodness, God, what are you doing? And, and it's, it just moves at a rapid pace. So to spare me the, the emotional roller coaster, I don't look at it every day. But I decided to go back. My daughter calls me and she's like, hey, dad, where are you at with your podcast? Like, how many downloads do you have? Um, you know, how many countries are you in? How many states are you in? Yeah, where, uh, like, where are you at with your podcast? So I I looked and I just pulled up the stats. I hadn't looked at them in a while because I told her, I go, I, I'm, I'm some, you know, I know I'm over 40, but that's the last time I looked. Well, when I looked, it, it was 51 countries that are known 89 unknown countries, meaning that they download, they're using a VPN or something that blocks their identity of, of their location. So there's 89 unknown countries, 51 known countries, 48 of the United States. So if you're listening to this, the two States that I'm missing, this is a a shameful plug, but I need it. Right. (laughs) Uh, I'm missing North Dakota and Hawaii. So if you're listening to this and you know somebody that is in North Dakota or Hawaii, 
call them up and say, hey, you got to listen to this podcast. I got friends in both states, Johnny. I'm going to try to go to work for you. You got to do this, man. I just want to. I just last week got a little case of vertigo. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and here's the, here's the interesting thing. We were looking at it, and um, uh, you were missing two states. No, I was just missing one. One, Wyoming. Uh, you're missing Wyoming. That's right. Yeah, you got to give me Wyoming. I'll give you Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. So we got to work together, guys, so we can cover the entire United States. And if you know somebody that lives in a different country than you, uh, guys, send this out to them because the goal of this podcast is to teach you truth, to be scripturally accurate. I find a lot of the topics that we hit are very difficult for local church pastors to hit because they can be so divisive among their, their flock. And uh, so we can do some of the heavy lifting for them and right. encourage them. And we're not out to, for a penny, we're not out to uh, just increase our numbers. We just want to get the word of God in the hearts of people. And that, that's a reward for us. It glorifies right. God. It edifies, if it edifies you, we're happy, we're happy ducks. Yeah. And, and if it edifies you or it teaches you something, reminds you of something, encourages you, please share it with others because the whole reason for this is to get people biblically grounded so that Satan can't come and take away the seed from growing. Mm -hmm. that, that's the whole goal of, of this. Aren't you glad Jesus taught us about how he works? Oh. It's so subtle. And yeah. God, Jesus wants us to identify it when we see yeah. it in everyday life. You know, you'll be trying to read the scriptures and then you can't remember what you read and you get all upset. That's just that you're in a spirit battle. When you're reading the scriptures, you're really an offense to him. He's going to try that, take, try to take that word out of your heart. You'll be at church. I know so many times I'm, I'm preaching and it's a very critical moment. And then a baby just lets out a blood curdling scream. And it's just like there, it just illustrates and uh, the, the battle that we are constantly in. So I was preaching and it was two Sundays in a row. I'm preaching on tithing. And as I'm preaching, I see out of the light fixture comes a hornet. <laughs> and now, what do you... <laughs> everybody, that's exactly Pastor right. John who? That's right, exactly. And, I, and so I was like, all right, everyone, there's the hornet. Look at it. Okay. Lord of the flies. At, and he flew around the entire service. At the end of this, of course, you can't do anything. So at the end of the service, literally, I end the service with the prayer. We, before we go into the announcements, I watch that hornet go right back up into the light fixture <laughs> and left the room. Yeah, it's not preaching the word anymore. I can go. I've done my job. The next Sunday. Uh-oh. Got to tape up that fixture the next sunday no wasp i mean no hornet until i said open your bibles Bloop. he drops out the light flies all around and i look up and i went i hate you satan <laughs> so at the end of the service when everybody dismissed i went and got me a magazine Rolled it up, I bet. And I got that boy. Done. Killed him. Did but, he remind you he has cousins? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I took the ceiling tiles down and looked up to see if I could find a nest somewhere, and I couldn't. There was nothing up there. He was the only one. You, you got to wonder, don't you? Quinky Dink or 
are these literally spiritual battles. I would right. say the timing would indicate that, that Satan is real. He hates what's happening in church. He wants to get the people because, you know. Get them sidetracked. I, I, get, I mean, I'm trying to focus. If I'm sitting in, I try to focus, but I, I don't know if I can. I had a lady sitting uh, about three rows back or two, whatever it was, two rows back. And and uh, and I see her jumping and everything. And I, and I, and I looked at her and I go, quit jumping. He doesn't want you. <laughs> and it just didn't sound right. It was so bad. At any rate, um, but how about this? When we talk about uh, Beelzebub being the Lord of the Flies, at the time when Trump and Pence, Pence, remember when Pence was going against uh, Kilalas and the, and the fly, oh yeah, landed on his head. Uh-huh. What did it do? It completely distracted from any truth. Yeah. Like all consciousness of what he's talking about is it's gone. Gone. It's like, Look at that fly, you know. For two minutes, yeah. when he answered a very important question, the fly completely took away. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you, that's, that's, yeah. that, but that's how Satan works. I think when people get an understanding that he's real. <laughs> Yeah, you know he doesn't really want us to think he's real. Oh, yeah, the devil made me do it. You know, a little red suit and a cute, you know, little pitchfork and all that, a little couple little horns. Uh, no, he is a, a very acute, real, and powerful, intelligent being with an agenda to keep the word of God out of the hearts of people. Absolutely. If I'm going to hell, hell was created for the devil and his angels. angels. If I'm going to hell, I want everyone to go to hell. Misery loves company, and that's what he's doing. And and that's why that's why he goes the so we, we looked at that he is Satan. We looked at he's the devil, he is Beelzebub, he is the tempter, the wicked one, uh, who snatches away the seeds. He is the accuser of the brethren. Revelation twelve ten says this. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day, day and, and night, night has been cast down. Yeah, he, he doesn't sleep. He goes, listen, he goes before God on his behalf to accuse us before God to make us look like, like God's not going to want anything to do with us. I mean, it, it doesn't work. To but insult God on our, using us and our, our failures to yeah. insult God. And that, yeah. that, when I think of that, that really motivates me because God looks yeah. down and he sees the filth of this world. Yeah. And if only he can look down and see the Duke Meister, like, I know he's a little off. <laughs> I know he's got a past, but that dude loves me. Right. If I say jump, hopefully Duke says, how high? And just to be a, a, a worshiper, just be a, a steady day in, day out follower of Jesus and worship our way through this. Instead, what he does is he goes, Satan goes before God and goes, up, oh, did you hear what he said? Up, oh, did yeah. you see what he looked at? Up, oh, did you see how he acted? Up, oh, did you see? I mean, a constant. So that's your boy. That's uh, your boy, Duke. You died for him. Boy, what a loser he is, you know. <laughs> Think about that, man. And when I do, I do think about that a lot. And that is one of the greatest motivators I have on a daily basis 
to try to purify myself. And I realize Jesus makes me pure by his blood, but I want to walk the walk. I I, want to have a purity, uh, not a, not a false piety, not a, not a prideful arrogance. And I'm above that. No, I'm in the battle with everybody else. Exactly. I'm in the battle and even better, Jesus is in the battle with me. But here's the coolest thing. You understand who your enemy is. Listen, listen, when we understand who our enemy is, and that's the whole idea of this podcast on Satan, is for you to understand who your enemy is, because then you know who you're doing battle with. And when you understand who you're doing battle with, you understand what tools you need to defeat your enemy. Yeah. And so th- th- this is a good thing, uh, ultimately. And that art, art, or the armor of God, we hold up the shield of faith, whereby we are able to quench all of the fiery darts of the devil. And we're going to talk about those fiery See, darts. For the, I love that because there's no blame shifting here. Well, they right. said that about me. And, and all that blame shifting is like, see, my, my growth, nobody can stop me from right. growing. If, if I stop growing, it's because I put down the shield of faith. If I hold up the shield of faith, I walk in victory mm-hmm. and nobody can bring, but me it will be your decision. Yeah. And then people who blame shift, right? Don't take responsibility and they're not gaining ground. They're losing ground and they're not enjoying. Well, well, the victory well, here's the thing. Christ. Every time they blame shift, they're giving Satan more authority over their life. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. That's a huge point, Johnny. Every time. So not only is the accuser of the brethren, but he's the ruler of this world. Now that's a that's a stiff one, right? He is the ruler of this world. In John twelve thirty one, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. You think he was a ruler of, of that world at the time of Noah? Uh, men's hearts were evil continually. World's filled with violence. He was a ruler of the world, and God sent judgment and started over. Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel. He's a ruler of that world, and God mm. sent. It was kind of a gentle judgment. Nobody died. Right on the he back. just confused the languages and forced them to flee and, and to yeah. scatter. But nonetheless, he was in control of that world. And let me tell you, he's the prince and power of the air today. He's in control of the United Nations and the World Health Organization. And he's in control of the World Monetary Fund. And he's got a plan that we know from reading the book of Revelation to take mm-hmm. everything into a, a, a unified one world government uh, totalitarian. Well, because it's government. his world that he wants to govern by himself. Yeah. He wants to, to control Everything. And, and that's why, listen, you can't mistake in the fact that we are seeing nations crumble and, and this push for a one world government. See, that's scripture. A huge biblical principle, centralization of power. God said, no, I'm not going to let you do that, Satan. I'm going to set up individual families and each family will be self-governing. I'm going to set up individual nations and each nation will be self-governing. I'm going to set up autonomous churches. Each church will be self-governing. Everything God did in reference to authority and control was localized. Satan wants to centralize. And and if you look, individual families that are supposed to govern themselves are now torn down and the government governs the families. If you look at each income, the health, everything, everything, everything that God set up to be individual. And we even see it because if you look at all the nations in the old Testament and you look at Jerusalem, it was build a wall, protect yourself and keep the enemy out. Mm-hmm. Keep the now other the nations out. All, all the one big global mess. 
Exactly. And Satan's got the family broke down. He's breaking down churches. Yep. He's breaking down nations. See, when you know his agenda, mm -hmm. then you see what's happening in the, we would call it the political world. It's like you can see the, the hand of God yeah. and you can see the hand of Satan. Yep. And God told us where he would allow Satan to, to get and to do in the last days. And, and we're here. here. We are here. here. And guys, I'm telling you, just pay attention and I know sometimes that can be fearful thoughts and seeing the reality of it. But if you keep denying the truth of what's going on, then you're going you're gonna to miss all of it. Yeah, it's going to run be. you over like a freight train. Yeah. He is the ruler of the world, and he has to be the ruler of the world so that he is a one-world government, and this is his kingdom, which takes us to the next title, if you will. He is the God of this age. Second Corinthians four, four, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, and that's people, and that's why people can't see that He's the ruler of the world and or working toward being the ruler of the world. They're in His family; He's their He's their boss, and they He gives them certain pleasures, I mm -hmm. guess, from serving Him. And then when they think of of Jesus, and then they have this automatic revulsion for mm -hmm. Jesus. The yeah, one who could save them because he's blinded their minds. He's blinded their minds. It says, verse four, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. And then once, one, listen, once you become a believer, Satan's not going to fool you. I remember how that fleshed out for me. I was blinded. Uh, this girl, Jeannie, invites me to go to church with her. And I said, well, if I go to your church, can I still smoke pot? Yeah. I was blinded. Right. And if she said no, then I'm not going to go well, to church. Well, why do I want to be a part of that? And, but she was very wise. She said, I smoke all I want, which was none. <laughs> and I realized she had something better than I had. And she right, couldn't get right. busted right. <laughs> for what she had. And I could get busted. Mm -hmm for what I had. Now I'm going to be busted for having Jesus. So that day's coming too, you know? And let me tell you this, if you're a child of God's, you're not going to, you're not blind and you won't be blinded. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, and I'm trying to think of where it's at, that evil is getting so much that if God didn't shorten the days, even the elect would be deceived, would be deceived. Mm -hmm. but here, but people stop there and that's not what the Bible. Okay. The Bible says that part, but it didn't stop. Because everybody's like, oh, look, even the elect's going to be deceived. No, no, no. It says that God had to shorten the days because of the evil, that uh, if he didn't shorten the days, even the elect would be deceived if it were possible. possible. Yeah. Which that's, that means. That's a great promise from Jesus that means. We won't be deceived. Yeah. yeah. We can see through. We can see what's happening. But if you're deceived and you're not believing what's going on in the world because Satan is the ruler of this world and he is the God of this age, then you got to ask yourself, are you really a child of God's or are you a child of Satan's because he has deceived you? He's blinded you. I would say like, the, that's legit, man. Yeah, the mainstream media, I would say is his voice, uh, political <sighs> voice, especially. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. John. That takes us to the next name. Okay. The Prince go. and the power of the air. Ephesians 2, 2, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. What is, and this is the question, like a lot of people will go, hey, what is the prince and the power of the air? What's the air? 
well, you can't see air and you can't see the electronic uh, communications going on through the air. Well, and we know it's not oxygen because mm-hmm. he doesn't control the oxygen. We mm-hmm. control the intake and the and the exhaust of it, right? So what does he? What is the prince and the power of the air? I believe, and if you think I'm wrong, because you and I haven't discussed this, I believe it is the prince and the power of the air waves. I, I was going to say exactly the same thing, so I get half a point. I'm going to give you the point because you actually went to the electronics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll give you the point. Okay. I'll be careful not to lose it too, Johnny. But think about that just for yeah. a second because you went, you went straight to it. You said. Air waves. I've always thought that. The media. Interesting. Internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Back, you know, the Bible says in the last days, uh, knowledge will increase. It's one of the signs, the exponential increase of knowledge. And if you would have said, but, air, but yet you'll never gain closer to the truth. Yeah, if you said air a hundred years ago, you would think of oxygen, hydrogen, right. nitrogen. But now, because of the uh, radio waves, the television uh, waves that go through the air, the internet, five G, and everything that's out there going through us, it's. <laughs> I think Satan is the prince and power of the airwaves. The airwaves. Well, and here's the thing is he uses the internet. Oh, and yeah, there's some good on the internet. Yeah, like us. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, there's two points. Two points. That was a great. That was a great call out. I love it. Jesus, yeah, Jesus has some has his boys too. Yeah, right. Uh, so so we see there's some good on the internet. Uh, but there has to be some good to attract everyone. So there's got to be something for everyone, right? And then what he does is he uses pop-ups to capture mm-hmm. your attention mm-hmm. yep. so that, oh, yeah, there's good. I'm a Christian. I'll go to the good. And then all of a sudden, boom, you see a flash of porn or you know, borderline pornography. And what does it do? Oh, let me click on that. Yeah. It sucks you right in. And now... Because of his airwaves, he's able to draw you away because of your lust. I believe what you just said is a direct application of what God said. Satan is a prince and power of the air dash waves. Mm-hmm. You know, if they would have written air waves back at that time, nobody would have had a clue because it was up less than 100 years ago when people began to understand mm-hmm. air waves. Yeah. Just about 100 years now. Radio, when was that? Early 20s, mid 20s. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's just about 100 years since mm-hmm. the, even the word airwaves would even make any sense whatsoever. Sense yeah. yeah, so so just to leave it at the air, that fits. I mean, you may not understand it at that time. But we do now. But we do now, right? Yeah. So we see that he is the prince and the power of the air, or if we were going to finish the statement, as we believe, mm-hmm. the air waves. And then Second Corinthians eleven fourteen says that Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good until it's not, right? That's uh, what happens in the occult. People are reaching out to a spirit world outside of b- the Bible, and they're making contact with demons, mm-hmm. and they think it, it's it's paranormal, mm-hmm. And it's something that usually freaks them out. I had a lot of that back in my hippie days and astral projection and, and, uh, and the horoscopes and all that, all that occult activity that we were flirting around with. And Satan shows up. You have a paranormal experience and you think it's God. Mm-hmm. And it's not. 
And all you got to do is read the scriptures and it'll expose Satan's lies to you. Yeah. But man, it was, it was, he was sucking me in, man. Well, and that's the thing. It, look at the Ouija boards. Yeah, I had a pretty girl. When I when I read, do horoscope with me, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. But all that all that stuff is sorcery, yeah, man. Yeah, it's all yeah. satanic, and yet it comes across as just fun, innocent. Yeah, right. The Harry hor- Potter, the, Harry Potter. Yeah, the horoscope, the right? good witch of the the yeah. good witch of the north. Yeah. You know. And people believe there's a good witch and a bad witch. No, no, no. Witches are witches. They're all bad because they're sorcery. But that's illustration in everyday life of this verse. Yes. He's so, an angel of light. He and, wants us to think that he's the good guy. Right. And verse 14 says, uh, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So he, because he's spiritual, he has the ability to change what he presents himself as. I think verse 15 is just as important. Therefore, it is no great thing of his, Satan's ministers. Satan has ministers. Mm-hmm. Now, what? I always wonder, who are Satan's ministers? It says also transforming themselves into ministers of righteousness. righteousness. And here's the key for me, <laughs> yeah. whose end will be according to their works. You know, John, if you'd have met me in 1972, said, how do you go to heaven? I just said, well, if you're good enough, I thought if I had enough good works, I'd go to heaven. That's what Where did I learn that from? From ministers of Satan mm-hmm. in so-called churches yeah. that don't teach the Bible. They teach for doctrine the commandments of men. And so I was deceived right, right. by ministers of Satan and who dressed up in their religious uh, vestments and uh, they lit the candles and they burnt the incense and they told me if Dookie's a good boy, he can go to heaven. It's a big fat. Well, and and it was also is, it's a, but it's a great tool to bring people into subjection and to keep them from God because everything's now dependent upon you. I thought I was with God because I had my little Jesus certificate. Dookie Herget was baptized. Uh, I was two weeks old. Mama took me up front and a guy uh, sprinkled water on my head and said a few words and said, I'm a Christian signed his name. And, and I, I remember thinking that I'm a Christian because mm-hmm. I look what I got. It says right here. It says right here, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I, I honestly thought I was a Christian. Yeah. But when you when you look at his ability to transform into an angel of light, literally that description highlights his capacity and inclination to deceive. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, the Bible says Jesus will make us fishers of men, but Satan's also fishing. And, you know, he catches some people on uh, parapsychology. He catches somebody else on, you know, the lust of the flesh and pornography. He he catches somebody. But the net, the net is religion. At one point, I agree with Karl Marx. He says religion is the opiate of the masses. And people have their religion. I'm okay. I've had people say, I'm okay, I'm Catholic. I used to say, I'm okay, I'm Protestant. I'm okay, I'm Jewish. It's like nobody's okay. Right. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that I'm okay thing because of religion is this verse. Mm-hmm. It's the lie of Satan where yep. nobody's okay without and, Jesus. And I don't know if people realize, but there are 4,500 different religions in the world. And all of them have the same common denominator. That if you're good enough, you make it works. Yeah, works. Works. Yeah. The reality is, even though that if you get a book on different religions of the world, it's going to come up with almost 4,500 or right at it's right at 4,500. But here's the reality. There's There's two. Two. It's Christianity, which is God's way, or humanism, which is man's way. 
That's it. And if you look at all 4,500 different religions, what you will find is 4,499 all have to do with the way man thinks. It gets really simple. It does, if we're willing to look at it. Yeah. It gets so complicated when you mm-hmm. look at it all, and, you, and then the right. spirit would say, tune that out. Yeah, yeah. Tune this in, yeah. and it'll explain everything to yeah. you. Yeah, because the, the thing with Christianity is it's got nothing to do with God, uh, with man's works. It's got everything to do with what God did for man to give us uh, opportunity to be with him. And if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, which Satan wants to blind you from that truth, and he uses 4,499 other religions to do that, he wins. And think about that, right? Wide is the way to hell, narrow is the way to heaven. One way to heaven, 4,500 ways to, to hell, or 4,400. Well, we thank God we only need one way, and Jesus is yeah. the way. And he lights the yeah. way, and whosoever will may come and drink of the water of life freely. Salvation is not by the works of righteousness which we do, which all these relig- false religions teach. And that verse says they'll be ministers of Satan. They'll be ministers of righteousness. If you just do good things, you'll be fine. Whose end shall be according to their work. By the works of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Yeah, but you're right when you said, um, therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. I'm looking so good. Follow me. Oh, he does look you good. Should be so Follow good. him. You should. You look so good. And yeah. if you send me money, God will send you money. And so, right. <laughs> oh, here we go. That's just one of the. So, <laughs> you just got to learn how to channel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, channeling. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna go into in part two. So I want you guys to hang uh, to be ready for part two to go up uh, next week. But what happens is, is we're going to see passages that refer to the judgment of earthly kings, and it may very well refer to Satan. And the biggest thing is Isaiah 14, which I think you have a passage you want to share in Isaiah. What is it? 14? 16. Isaiah okay. 14, 16. Go ahead. I shall see thee. <laughs> now, I want, to wrap, I want to kind of pull this together. Yeah. Satan has fallen. I will take over heaven. I will, I will, I will, I will. I'll not be number two. I will be number one. I won't take orders. I will give orders. Now. We have the fall of Satan, yet shall be cut down to hell, all those verses you read. And then it's kind of like in verse 16, the the prophet is like fast-forwarded sort of to the end of time, and then looking back on history. And he says this about the fall of Satan, about the angel of light, about the deceiver. And it gives his person, who he is, how he works, and it also gives his agenda. Mm-hmm. It is so, it's, and it's amazing. He says, they that uh, see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. You talk about Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever go and drive by an accident site that was uh, on a road where it was just a horrific accident, and you just, you narrowly look upon it, your eyes literally squint because it's so horrific? I think that's what it's talking about here. He looks on history and he sees what Satan has been able to do in it, it, the horrors of all of this, all of history, kind of summarizing in this verse. I'll look upon thee, Satan, and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and did shake the kingdom? Satan has a personal agenda that we've talked a little bit about here, deceiving people to destroy people. 
uh, to take people up, off to hell. But he also has a national mm-hmm. agenda, a global agenda, a political mm-hmm. agenda, taking it all somewhere. So it's like, here's his fall at the beginning. Then he fast forwards to the end and looks back upon it and says, is this the man? And, and, and it was. Right. And everything else that we're looking at, both today and session two, because we only got halfway into there, is a lot of material. It's so loaded. Yeah, and that we're going to look at, we'll pick up in part two, which is actually, this, this is going to take us into the second half, Satan's names and his agenda. And then we're going to go into part two, Satan's names and his agenda and how it specifically has to do with dominion and snatching people away from God mm-hmm. and, and how it, it, uh, how he is compared from here on out, how he snatches away, how he's the wolf, how he's the lion, how he uh, appears as sower a seed and makes himself part of everyone else. There's so much. So here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to stop right here. What I want you to see, go ahead. I'd put everything we've done into this little bucket, the personal agenda, and we need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Hold up the shield of faith and we walk in victory. And then the political, global uh, agenda Mm. for control, not only of individuals, but control of the world. Mm -hmm. And when you see the agenda in his personal attack, you'll be so ready. And we've got so much more to give you. Yes, we do. And you're going to get that in part two. So let me end this with Satan's goal is to deceive. All the things that we've given to you thus far show you the names of his deception and his ability to deceive, such as being an angel of light. As we go into part two, we're going to show more of his tactics, mm-hmm. uh, of his agenda, his agenda and his tactics. So we'll open that up. But guys, listen to me. As you have heard this podcast and you've learned who Satan is, please do not think that you're above his attack. Please do not think that you are wiser than he is. And please do not think that you can be victorious without Jesus Christ. Amen facing this enemy he will destroy you at any opportunity that you give him i pray one day jesus christ is your lord and savior if he is not and that if he is that you exercise wisdom and that this podcast has helped you to gain understanding so you know how to stand until next week god bless